Mr. Sam Pranger on the Share Chair podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats on prom king. Thank you. <laughs> so Elise is also the prom queen, and she's in, in the conversation. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Athlete, Sam? Yeah, yeah, I am. So what sports do you play? Uh, football and track. Yeah, okay. So, okay. What events in track? Uh, Mid-distance, so like 400 and 4x4. Four four How's the season? Good, good. We uh, won conference or last week. Oh. So for at least our yeah our race, and then we came in, I think, second or third overall oh, okay. for the conference. So pretty well for what we've done in the past. And, you know, regionals is coming up this weekend, so looking forward to that. Are you going to those? Yeah. Are you yeah. going to be, like, competing in regionals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take the top two in each event, and then I'm going for the relay. And you're a senior. I am. Mm-hmm. And Sam, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but can you tell the listeners where you're headed? I'm going to West Point. Yeah, that is a military academy in West Point, New York, and that should be a really fun time. And I actually pretty soon I leave. I gotta be there June 27th. Oh, so about a month from when I get out, you know, in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, you know, it should be that'll be an interesting time. And I know for that, for those first seven weeks that I'm there, I really don't have any forms of communication. So they take my phone and all electronics away. So basically, they just grind you down to nothing, and then they just yeah. build you up from there. But then after that, um, the next time is uh, August 15th, and that's A-Day. They call it Acceptance Day, and that's when you're kind of like, all right, you made it. And uh, yeah. then it's just go through regular academic classes and stuff. So we're looking forward to going. Nervous, but looking forward to it. When you're out, do you, are you, do you move right into an officer's, officer position? Do, do you have a commitment? How long is a commitment? Can you talk about yeah, West yeah. Point and how that works? So. Yeah, so it's a total of a nine-year commitment for, for starters, and it's four years of the academic load, which, which you're at the college, West Point. Um, and then after that, after those four years, you graduate and you become a second lieutenant, so an officer. Um, and then you have to serve for five years, of which that varies, obviously, from which position you choose to do. And, and serving doesn't necessarily mean you're overseas, you know, in combat or whatever. It just means you do whatever job you specified in training beforehand. Mm-hmm. So that can be, you know, engineering or, you know, medical or more technical on your machinery or whatever early, early can vary. Right now, I mean, the ultimate goal would try and be, be to become a ranger. And that, I know it's, it's very hard to get into, similar to, like, SEAL training in a way. But, um, but, yeah, that would be the ultimate goal, and that's more kind of infantry combative. You know, it, it, it obviously depends, you know, where at through the world, but that, that would be the ultimate goal. So you would be possibly overseas? If yeah, okay. yeah, and that, that depends. You know, it's not, it's hard to say where they'd yeah. put me, but, yeah, there's a possibility of that, mm-hmm. you know, because we have a lot of bases overseas, so, you know, you could go to Germany or wherever else, UK. or. What draws you to that? It's just... It's hard to say just because I've always wanted to be in a role where I could help people. And obviously there's many different ways to help people from charity to, you know, being a doctor or, or whatever else. But just I found this way is kind of like the best way that I feel I can help people. And then I don't think, you know, joining the military, at least for my you know purpose, it's not to kill people or harm people. It's to save people. And I think that's the ultimate goal. Um, is to try and, you know, protect people from other evils around the world. And I see, like, for instance, like ISIS, you know, gaining power and gaining strength and, and doing all their terrible atrocities to people and, and you know, not, I mean, we're doing little things as a country to help over there and doing some, you know, airstrikes and other combative things. But I feel that, you know, some more needs to be done. And, I, you know, that's why I want, would like to, you know, 
provide my assistance and mm -hmm. help in you know, what, 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 what uh, ways may be needed. Mm -hmm. I would be the first to be in the military. Yeah. Family. So, like, uh -huh. yeah, that's cool. How does your dad feel about it? He's for it. He's for it because he actually um, kind of got an appointment to the Air Force Academy when he was graduating high school, but he really didn't know much about it and didn't really want to put forth that commitment with not really knowing. But um, and he, in looking back, he says he wishes he kind of would have done it, but then he would be in a different position than he is now, and he's yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's he's totally for it, and really, you know, he's helped me through this process of getting the nomination, congressional nomination, and then doing all the applications, and really, really for it. Mm -hmm. Just for overall, you know, you're you're supposed to be very well-rounded, you know, student um, athletics, very important, uh, grades, very important, community service, um, and then so to start the application process, first you need a congressional nomination. And that can be from your local congressman, which for here is Bill Heisinger. Um, that can be from a senator of the state or the vice president even. Um, and so I had to fill out a application for the congressman specifically. And that was a long list of you know achievements and resume and other essays that I had to write for him. Um, and then that was due. And then he goes through all those. And then they narrow it down to some. And then they interview. That's uh, and each congressman and senator can only appoint a certain amount per spot. Like I believe it's he can appoint ten people for one spot available at West Point from this area. And um, so he boiled it down to however many, and then you interview a certain amount. And um, that interview process was it, it was tough because it was about twelve people around the table, mm -hmm. and then it's just myself there. So that was tough. That's just intimidating. Getting, yeah, it was tough just getting shot at over and over again. But it was maybe not as intimidating as the share chair podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting the nomination, and yeah. then that kind of gets you the next step. That doesn't necessarily assure you in the West Point, but it sure helps. Um, and then from those people who got the congressional nomination. Um, they then go to the a academy board, and then they decide from there on uh, the people who got that. Um, and then they choose choose people, and I was chosen. I'm very lucky for it. Yeah. You do know about loss, and yeah. so um, so your m mom passed away in November. Yeah, early, November thirteenth. Right? November thirteenth. Mm -hmm. Your your mom passed of ALS, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so all growing up. Did yeah. she, I mean, have ALS? How long had you been kind of living with your mother who had ALS? Or? So she's had it since I was about three. Oh. So pretty much 14 to 15 years she she had it for, which when I was three she wasn't instantly paralyzed. It just kind of started to where started in her fingers and then her hands and then her arms and slowly moved throughout her body. So it took, she was diagnosed when I was three, but it maybe took a year and a half to two years until she was more fully paralyzed. Mm -hmm. um, so she, yeah, she's pretty much had it or had had it all, all of my, you know, most of my life anyway, because I don't really don't remember much back then, mm -hmm. which most people don't anyway, mm -hmm. but yeah. And so she, and then the last, you know, uh, couple years, two, three years, she's lived outside of our home. Uh, at first, it was in hospice, and then it was at Sanctuary at the Shore in Grand Haven, just right off US, US 131. Um, and then there, I would visit her every now and then. Um, so yeah, she's had it most of her life, and and I can under I could understand her pretty good because her basic, the disease basically it's it's very different for everybody because the average lifespan is two to three years with it, and you know she had 15 years, so she's mm -hmm. in that very high percentile of of survivor just living living mm -hmm. with it um, 
and it's different because some people are straight paralyzed and can't move anything, but can talk perfectly clearly. Mm-hmm. And for her, she was mostly paralyzed. She could move her hands a little bit, you know, kind of tip her head a little bit and kind of flex her legs in a way, but couldn't. But other than that, she was basically paralyzed. Um, and her voice was very, very mumbled and very um, tough to understand. But just me growing up, with, I could usually understand her a little better than people who have never experienced it before, just because I had kind of gotten used to it. Um, and then, but, and, and I noticed earlier, at least in the past several years, that, she, you know, I was like, well, you know, she's not really changing at all, I'd kind of mm-hmm. noticed. And then, because it's just how other people would come see her, you know, this this time, then six months later, come see her, and then they know it's a change. But for me, it was harder to notice that change because I was always around her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as she started to live elsewhere, I could kind of understand it more on the change in that, you know, she was getting weaker, um, more more tired, more, you know, loss of energy. Her voice was getting a lot, like, it was a lot harder for her to speak. And I, and I knew it was coming close around that, you know, October, you know, June, or like, you know, August, October time. But at that point, she had, which the reason she passed wasn't fully because it wasn't like a surprise. Because mm. what she had just basically decided to stop taking her meds at that point because it was becoming too tough because of the disease. Mm. So in terms of loss, it was slightly easier than you could say of being shocked by a loss Mm -hmm. because I had known since maybe, you know, September or October that she would be, you know, starting that process soon of to where she would stop eating and drinking. Um, And then at that point, because I believe she stopped end of October, so mm-hmm. it took about two, two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. of which she did still drink um, fluids then, so that did prolong a little mm-hmm. bit, and it's tough because I was, I was telling her, you know, I don't want you to be uncomfortable, but, you know, drinking this water will only prolong, like, the pain, kind of, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't trying to say, you know, just go, I was just saying that, you know, usually when you just drink water and don't eat, it doesn't, you know, your body doesn't take it very well, mm-hmm. which it'll help with the fluids, but it's just tough on the body mm-hmm. to not have any food energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I was with her for those, you know, last month, three weeks, and then so forth, and, and I could see she was getting weaker, of course, mm-hmm. because of the lack of energy and so forth, so. But, but that, it was very tough and tough on the family. Um, I just kind of took it the way it is and, you know, I was happy that I got to kind of talk to her that night before she passed and, um, you know, just see, just really kind of get out what I had wanted to say and then I loved her, of course, and, um, you know, I was very proud of her and she was, you know, I wouldn't want any other mom, even though she was in such a tough position and um, so sick. Um, but, you know, generally how I've liked to look at it is that even though there's so many negatives to it and you know she's been sick all like for the majority like the ending of her life for 15 years and the majority of mine it's been tough on our family especially you know myself and my dad that I like to try and get the positives out of it Mm -hmm. and um, you know my dad's been very successful in the business that he had to create in order to pay for the costs for my mom so I'm thankful for that because if he if she hadn't gotten sick then he wouldn't have been very successful and in his company in that company he worked for later went bankrupt like a few years later mm. so we, we were very lucky in terms of that that he was able to um, leave create his own business and be very successful and <laughs> and I like to think I've done okay this far <laughs> and I think that I've done pretty well so I'm I'm, sure. I'm just I'm happy that 
you know, I'm going to West Point and I've been sure. been successful and I'm very, you know, proud of my mom and, you know, I understand there's there's hardships but I like to look at the positives yeah. even though it's a tough situation. It's a good and, you know, she's, she's free of her sickness and that was another positive thing that I think helped me along anyway in my situation is that, you know, you know, I like to look that look look at that she's like I said, you know, she's free and she's able to to not be trapped anymore like she has been for so long and that's you know, very comforting for me. Maybe for people who want to go into the military or for students who are graduating or just human to human looking at someone as a person, what mm -hmm. sort of advice would you like to pass on to anyone? Just that to really, you know, as almost as cheesy as it sounds, just never give up and just to keep keep pushing forward even through the hard times and that's, you know, what I would say my mom has taught me because mm -hmm. she's pushed through all the pain that she could you know, for those 15 years, and that's what he just taught me, you know, no matter how hard the situation may be, that it'll, it'll get over eventually, and eventually times will be better, and just to always push through those hardships and just to keep trucking on no matter what. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Thank Sam. My congratulations. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Share Chair. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.